Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ryan Wolt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast presented by the Coast News Group. For today's show, I virtually met up with Brittany Merrill Yang. She's the co-founder, along with her husband, Stephen, of Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. That's Screwball with a K instead of a C. I wanted to talk to Brittany in part because Screwball Whiskey is a local success story, winning awards and rolling out nationwide, but also because of their Screw COVID-19 and Screw It Forward charitable campaigns. We talk a bit about how being a mission-driven business isn't just about writing a check, but it's ingraining that mission into the business. While you're checking out their Instagram, at Screwball Whiskey, here is a reminder that the Coast News has been your leading local voice, bringing North County San Diego the news of the neighborhood for over 34 years. Independent news outlets are more important than ever. Show your support by becoming a monthly donor to the Coast News podcast shows. Just click the support button on our podcast homepage at thecoastnews.com. And now, it's time for the show. Hello. Hey, Brittany. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you, Brittany? Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I was wondering, do you have a, a drink over there to have with me, or is it too early in the day? Uh, no, I, I poured myself a drink. So awesome. I, uh, <laughs> I figured, you know, I'm, I'm, my husband's not here. We can have a little fun, right? <laughs> Perfect. What are you? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming screwball, but what are you having? Yep, I did uh, screwball and seltzer, so I was going to do a little... PB&J. Not too, PB&J, I like the name. I was uh, very proud of myself. I went. I did a lot of effort. I took some screwball, and I got some really good vanilla ice cream, and I mashed it up into this like little mason jar glass, and uh, <laughs> it felt like, it's like 85 degrees in my apartment, so I thought, yeah, this is, this is the right move today. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. Yeah, no, we, uh, we always have people trying new things. I think the ice cream has become a favorite. I've seen it all over TikTok with the milkshakes. I, I think I miss the TikTok generation, so I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I did too, um, and I'm like like officially old on there, and I didn't know that at 32 I could be <laughs> like an old geezer, but that's apparently what you are on, on TikTok at this age. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable with it. It's There's generational gaps. My wife's a year younger than me, but we watch totally different cartoons as a kid. You know, there's yep. like some very weird things that happen in life along those those divisions, you know, that one year can make a big difference. Yeah, no, my sister-in-law, she's, I think she's like three years younger than me. And we were talking about something. We said something about Hanson and Umbop, and she just like had no concept. And I was like, how, how did that like go over your head? Like you're not, I sh- I, again, I was feeling so old. And I was like, you're three years younger than me. How, do, yeah, <laughs> how and- did that happen? I'm a few years older than you, and we had, uh, there was an era where Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement was kind of like the pre-Hanson, I think he like seeded the Hanson crowd. You're 32 is actually fairly young. I wasn't really thinking about your age at all, but you already had a career in law, and your husband was running um, bars and restaurants and, and an ownership, I believe. How did Screwball come about? What's the origin story? Why change your life? Like why, why take on this challenge and create a new brand? It's a lot of, it's just, you know, you can be successful, but it's really going after your passions nowadays and really being together and and pursuing things and being happy. And really more than anything, I think we wanted, we had done a lot of things successful at the restaurant, but it was very localized. 
and it was you had like such a small platform and yes you could like help a lot of people and do all of that but we we really had this dream this ambitious dream to be able to take that community and that platform and build it on a national scale and a much bigger scale a lot of it you know we, we started the restaurants I was in college and my husband you know he kind of sort of in college but he was really not <laughs> he would go for tests and and things like that but you know it was one of those things where we had built that we that was our date nights we're painting the the restaurant and building that and it was an incredible thing and it taught us so much but we we had kind of grown apart with after college and you know going to law school and then being in law I was working you know to work with east coast hours so I was getting up early he's leaving or he's coming home from work at the time that I'm leaving for work at like 4 30 in the morning we're just ships passing through the night and it was just we kind of looked back to when we were building the restaurants and working together and doing that and we kind of wanted to get back to that I think it's most people absolute nightmare to work with our spouse but for us I think we just we're very different people and it actually works well together and so um, it's really good for us to kind of have our different parts of the business to to manage sure I actually have some experience. Uh, my wife and I worked together two or three jobs uh, when we uh-huh. first met and were dating. And I think it, it led us now with the pandemic, like we felt like we're already fairly prepared for this. We already <laughs> live together, work together, we camp together. Like, I don't really like other people anyways. Like, <laughs> like you're the only one who puts up with me. So this is great. See, it, you, you, you had been preparing for the unknown, I know. The, the unforeseeable this whole time. I'm going to, I want to get to some of the mission driven stuff that you guys are doing in a second, but I was, when I was looking at your website, I saw a certification badge I had never seen before, uh, the DOBE disability owned business enterprise. And I didn't, I've been, I've owned restaurants and bars and I've been in industry, business industry for a long time. I've never seen that certification. What is it? Why is it important? (laughs) Like, yeah, you know, and uh, for us, it's really we, we don't normally advertise it, but we are actually the only liquor that's double certified as women-owned and disability-owned. So that's the disability-owned. So my husband actually has, it's kind of a similar thing to what's kind of going on right now. So he grew up in Cambodia and they had polio and they didn't have the vaccine yet. And so, you know, people would be just getting sick and they think, oh, I just had the flu and it's not the flu and they come paralyzed and just ask me what you'd like to do. Alexa is talking to me. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, there's a train that'll go by in a minute too. We, we deal with all kinds of things with the virtual world of podcasting. Yeah. So when he was a little kid, he actually got polio. And so he has his uh, right leg is paralyzed. And so, it, again, it's not something we advertise all the, over, but it, for us, it was really important to get those certifications really to the authenticity of the brand. I think it's a very unique brand in that, like, we celebrate coming from different backgrounds, coming from different places and all coming together. And so it was more, we felt it was important, you know, show those parts of our um, our brand as well. Sure. That's where the, I believe the logo comes from, the black sheep, the... Yep. The Misfits concept. Um, yeah, that was, it was all inspired by the restaurants. And so Screwball, it's inspired by a cocktail that my husband had created. The Screwball is completely separate from the cocktail. So if you're ever interested, you can come down to the, the restaurants we used to own um, and try out what, what inspired it all. But when we were coming up with the brand, I kind of looked up the, the restaurant and 
like I said, we wanted to build on a broader scale some of the unique features. And one of it was we kind of called all the employees our land, or they referred to themselves, actually. We didn't call them this. That would probably be offensive if we did. Uh, <laughs> they called themselves the land of misfit toys. It was just, you know, a lot of people that had come from different backgrounds and different ways of life and all sorts of different the way they look or anything and you know they might have been outcasts in other ways but in a way together they all fit and had their own success in that way and so we really kind of wanted to pay homage to that that background and we we celebrate that that's like why I think a lot of times in the liquor industry it's like oh sex sells or this you know and they want to go to something that's pretty or beautiful and for us it's just like we want something that's real and and you know that's a lot of it when we were coming up with peanut butter whiskey, everyone was like, great. <laughs> you know, they kind of put us on the, the black sheep of the of the industry as well. I don't think anybody believed in it at first. Um, I think we got a lot of eyes being rolled at us and all of that. So I think it was, you know, both where it came from and also how it was first perceived when we came out as a product. Well, coincidentally, about an hour ago, I got a phone call from my dad who's uh, turning 70 and they were serving peanut butter whiskey at the 50th wedding anniversary he was at this weekend. Oh, and nice. I don't I don't know what brand it was. He didn't mention it, but I thought, "Oh, wow, this it's it's definitely out there." Like that's cross-generational by a long margin. Yeah, no, and that's our that's been our favorite part and one of our driving forces behind it was that we saw something that, you know, there's people that don't like whiskey and they'll try screwball or one of the things that we, we notice is in the word screwball, you have crew and you have all. And so we have, we're like, it's for everybody. This is an inclusive brand. It, it kind of, you know, it's maybe not everyone's favorite, but I think that there's a lot of coming together around a drink that we can all kind of drink together. Hey, everybody. We'll be right back with the second half of my conversation with Brittany. But first, some words about Anchor Podcast hosting. And now, back to the show. On that topic of coming together and sort of a mission-forward attitude, you've got the Screw It Forward campaign. And I actually became aware of you, I think, more uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. You had you were doing a donation to bartenders. And I caught that. Someone shared it with me, and I shared it with someone else, and so on. And then the more I, I kind of was following it, looking into it, came across the Screw It Forward campaign uh, which involves a road trip and a van and an RV, and it sounds like something that I should be doing. But I'm wondering, what exactly is that campaign? What are you guys out there doing? I mean, how does it work with the brand? Yeah, so when we started, so when the whole pandemic started, it was kind of an interesting time in our lives. We had just had our second daughter, so we had this brand new newborn, and we're trying to figure out what's going on. And so, you know, the first phase of everything was, you know, we're we're not sure what's going to happen to our business, but we knew it was going to hang around a little bit longer than the restaurants because <laughs> they weren't shutting down the distilleries just yet or, or any of those other things. And so we were looking around and we had just divested ourselves from the restaurant. We had just kind of gotten out of that industry and we were looking around and it was still our friends, our family, all of those people. And we just you know, like we said, we kind of created this wanting to create this community and here all of the places that we gather around the country <laughs> are getting closed down and most people don't realize it, but restaurants work on really extremely small margins and when they have to shut down, throw away all their food, they, they can't 
pay their employees or keep up with any of that. And so we initially just said, like, we don't have money, but we're still running. So <laughs> let's empty out our bank account and just do, we did a, um, just do whatever we can to raise awareness. And so we did a screw COVID-19 program where we just said, we would pay donate a dollar for every share and the idea of hoping that that people would share it and we got 250,000 shares wow. on that so we you know donated all of that to the um US bartender or US bartenders guild and then we also came and donated another um 200,000 to core which helps restaurant employees with families and um a few other organizations and we're out there just, we told our team who is brand ambassadors and they're usually interacting in crowds and all those things. And they can't obviously do that in the middle of a pandemic. And so we said, just like donate your time. And so they were coming up with things and they created care packages, which was cause they were just like trying to figure out things that they can do. And so this screw it forward was really a continuation of what we had started. You know, we still can't have brand ambassadors traveling the country on flights and going to bars and doing a lot of these things that they would normally be be doing. And so we figured let's just, you know, we can't fly, but we were looking at it. What's what's safe. <laughs> and it seems safer to be in an RV. A lot of people have been trading their their trips for for RV trips and so they kind of put together a RV trip where the idea was just to be some beacon of light in all of this misery and all of the <laughs> horrible things that have happened in 2020 and we just said look we just want you to put smiles on people's face you know find things to donate and we didn't want them to be these big just solely solely just like dropping money on things i mean we don't really have that much money to drop on them <laughs> anyways but you know just really we wanted it to be impactful and from their heart and so that we've seen them you know going around and donating their times at soup kitchens or just you know little you know little things or you know um we donated money to the schools to get backpacks for for a lot of the children um that are now having to do online schools and they had set up gyms for, for people that, you know, that need that kind of thing. And so it was just a lot of small acts of kindness to really just, again, just be something to, for, to make people smile about in the middle of all of this. The thing I think that really stood out to me was that it wasn't just money. There's, there's money involved as well, but it was also people's time at the soup kitchens or handing out supplies or helping with building things and and that seemed to be a unique it's easy i, I don't want to say it's easy but <laughs> it, it's uh giving away money is difficult yeah. but it's it's really just you know the click of a button or the signing of a check and you know a stamp and, and you're good to go but the actual giving of the time is a really nice way to remind people that we're still connected right no and that's that's been important to us i think a lot of times there's this thing of like um like virtue signaling and stuff like where a lot of times like companies are almost being like forced to give back money. And so it's almost like they have to like put that in. And, and for us, it's like, I don't want to, it to be something that's like forced or something we have to do. Or I, I was like, always like, I want to do something not, not, I mean, I mean, giving away the financial stuff is good, but we also want to do it because we want to, and we want to make people happy and we want to do something that that's, that makes sense for us. And so that's, what's always been really important for us. As an outsider to me, that sounds a lot like culture building. Uh, you know, you're ingraining yes. <laughs> it in your staff and in, in your your corporate mission that that's something you want to do going forward. And, and it'll make it easier in the future, too. 
what else should I know? What is next for Screwball? Like, do we have a vision board for post 2020? <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't. I know it's hard to make plans at this time, but uh, you know what? What should the people know about Screwball? Yeah, no, we're we're continuing to roll out. We're we're all over the country. Uh, you know, that's it's been a weird time for us rolling out our nationwide <laughs> rollout in the middle of all of this. But no, we're we're gonna just continue uh, doing everything. And uh, hey, we if you guys have ideas for us to connect in the community, we're always open to that, and we want to continue to do what we set out to do. Well, it sounds like you're doing great work, and I would say uh, cheers to you and thanks for joining me today. Cheers. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all for my conversation with Brittany. Check out screwballwhiskey.com to find out more about these self-proclaimed misfits and black sheep. I'd say a huge thank you to Brittany for coming on this show, sharing her story, and to the entire Screwball team for their charitable efforts this year. Check out the show notes for links to Screwball and to learn more about their Screw It Forward campaign. Be sure to look for their peanut butter whiskey wherever you're shopping for good drinks. I personally recommend blending it up with some good vanilla ice cream. That's all for this episode of the Cheers Podcast. This show and all of the Coast News podcasts can be found anywhere you listen to great shows, including on the new show directory right on thecoastnews.com. Or listen, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to great podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and just now, Amazon Music. This episode of the Cheers North County podcast was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingram is my editor-in-chief, the Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone. Hey everyone, Kelly Kyle here, host of the North County Beat podcast. If you've been feeling some tension this election cycle, you are not alone. Our podcast recently looked into the election toxicity locally, and now the Coast News is hosting a virtual clean campaign forum on Tuesday, October 13th. Encinitas City candidates will come together to discuss their commitment to reducing ugliness surrounding their campaigns. You do not want to miss this. We'll see you on Zoom on Tuesday, October 13th at 7 p.m. Get more information at thecoastnews.com.